Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. What's happening, everybody? This is the official Lakers podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's get it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Okay, now. you're calling your shot again. A team that has two stars or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars in LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. He's a stud. This is Dan Patrick. Final hour on this Monday. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. We'll check in with Mark Slareth, former NFL lineman, won a couple of Super Bowls with the Broncos, now working for Fox Sports. Get his thoughts on the Cowboys hiring Mike McCarthy. That's right. Mike McCarthy is the new head coach of your Dallas Cowboys. If I would have said to you three months ago, these are going to be the teams that are going to advance after Wild Card Weekend, that the Titans are going to be able to beat the Patriots in New England. Vikings with Kirk Cousins are going to beat the Saints. Uh, Seattle is going to beat Philadelphia, and Carson Wentz is going to get injured again. If I said Buffalo was going to go into overtime in a loss, and I was going to tell you that... um, Dallas was going to hire Mike McCarthy. Cleveland would fire their head coach, Freddie Kitch. Like they're, that's what's great about sports. And I uh, name drop. I go back to Spike Lee once telling me the reason why Hollywood loves sports is because it's not something that you write. You don't write the script. It writes itself. And that's what you've had. I mean, Ryan Tannehill, he beats Tom Brady. He completes eight passes. I don't know if he beat Tom Brady, but he was the quarterback on the team that beat Tom Brady, just to be fair here. Uh, The fact that we're looking at, you know, Tom Brady and his future, and it may not be in New England. The fact that Bill Belichick was actually focused on the game they just played instead of saying, we're on to the next week. Oh, I got to play this. This is, it's my favorite because it's just Belichick being Belichick. And uh, he goes back and forth with a reporter and it doesn't go well. Obviously, given Tom Brady's age, and there's been a lot of talk about uh, his future. Do you have a timeline in your mind for when you'd like to sit down? No. Do you have? Uh, would you like to get clarity on his situation by the time the new league year starts? Look, I mean, my notes out there, just like there's a lot of other things out there. I mean, we could bring up 50 questions, just like that one. And I told her what my state is on that. And so, 
you can ask all 50 of them, and it's going to be the same answer 50 times again. We've been working on Tennessee 12 hours after the game. I'm not going to talk a lot of things about the future because it's not. I'm not prepared to talk about. It. I don't have 50 questions. I'm oh, sure you do. You can name 50 guys, 50 coaches. I mean, there's plenty. You could talk about anything you want. But in the future, <laughs> they're all questions that need to be answered. He's the reporter says no. I don't have 50 questions. I just have one. I and I love that he doesn't. He normally wants to talk about the future. He doesn't want to talk about the present. He wants to. And, Let's talk about that Titans loss here. I don't want to talk about uh, Brady. Yeah, Steve. It's funny that he's avoiding the question while reinforcing his belief that Tom's no, not special, not better than anybody else in this room. There are 50 <laughs> stories, coaches, and players that are very similar. He's just it's, one of them. Yeah, Tom Brady. It's just he's reinforcing that. Oh, man. McLovin, did we have a poll question for the first two hours? Yeah, we put up, will Tom Brady be back in New England? Okay. Guess the results. Our audience has a strong opinion. I'm going to say 75% yes. 69% yes. Okay. If I asked you the biggest surprise from this weekend, would it have been the Vikings beating the Saints? That was the biggest spread, I think. Or the Titans beating the Patriots? The Vikings. Yeah. Even though the Vikings proved to be a, a better team, uh, they needed overtime to beat the Saints. But, you know, there was part of me that just felt if the if the Titans didn't turn the ball over and they ran the football, that they were going to at least be in the game. I didn't expect them to win, but I thought that they would. That game would be close. Uh, I thought Buffalo was going to be close, and I thought Seattle was going to beat Philadelphia. If Carson Wentz plays, I still think Seattle wins. I just I I think Philadelphia that the magic dust ended. They ran out of magic dust, and uh, you know when he got injured. Uh, no. Then you're relying on a 40-year-old quarterback who probably shouldn't even be in the position that he was in as a backup quarterback. Uh, but, you know, credit to him that, you know, McCown, he played he played as well as you could expect in a situation like that. And you were using people who, you know, were probably pressed into service. And, you know, I think even, you know, one of the announcers was saying, I think they just got him right off the bus. Like, they were just getting guys where you almost were introducing yourselves when you got to the huddle. But uh, I think the Vikings winning that game, because New Orleans won 13 games, right? So that's a pretty damn good three seed there. They could easily have been the one seed. And you go in there, I didn't know what Dalvin Cook, how good he was going to be, and of course, you know, Kirk Cousins, we have questions about him. And he acknowledged that last hour when he was on the show. And we thought the Saints were rolling. And, you know, Thomas with the unbelievable year and Drew Brees seemed reinvigorated. The arm didn't look tired. The defense was good. You had Kamara. You had Sean Payton. And, you know, I didn't know this stat, though, that uh, I think the uh, – that's, what, three consecutive playoff games the Saints have lost on the final play? I, I don't know how many times in history that that's happened, but, uh, yeah, I think that was the uh, the third time that that happened. I was also looking at the numbers on uh, Derrick Henry. In his last seven games, he rushed for 1,000 yards. 6.2 yards per carry. 188, 159, 149, 103, 86, 211, 182. Guess who is average 
against the run. Baltimore. We'll see if uh, Tennessee continues. You know, you're, you're going to try to do what teams will do against the Titans is you want Tannehill to try to beat you. But New England wasn't able to do that. You know, even though it felt like the Titans were one-dimensional because they wanted to be one-dimensional. And, you know, granted, they didn't put up a lot of points in that game against New England and allowed New England to stay in the game. But it felt like their Tennessee was a, a lot better team than New England. Yeah, McLeod. What what would have been a scarier matchup for Baltimore facing the Texans, who they edged forty-one-seven during the season, or <laughs> or the or the Titans? I, I feel like the Texans, with Will Fuller back, do have a little bit of something. Well, they have a, a, a little bit better balanced offense there. Um, good run game, pretty good run game. Yeah. You know, it sounds strange to say, but if I'm Baltimore, I wanted to see New England. I didn't want to see Tennessee because I, I don't think Baltimore would have worried that much about New England. Yeah, Paul. But Houston has a feel that they'll, no matter what who they play, that they'll find a way to be losing at some point in the game. They Weren't they down 13-0 at halftime? 16-0 at halftime to the Bills? nothing I think. Yeah, and it, it felt like they not lucked their way out of it because there's no luck, but... They bailed themselves out. It seems like they're always in this situation. It's never a clean win. New England was 4-6 and six in its last 10 games. So if you take out the win against the worst team in the league, the Bengals, the Patriots averaged 16 points a game in uh, nine of those last 10 games. Your defense has to be spectacular. You know, it's not like you're the Ravens, the old Ravens, or the, the Bears of 85, or... You know, throw in a lot, you know, the steel curtain. I mean, that's tough. But I, I, I don't put all of the blame on Brady um, or Belichick or Josh McDaniels. Maybe it's equal. I just sort of divvy it up and say, did you get the right players for Brady? Like you went out and said you were going to spend draft capital on a wide receiver and a running back. And did that pan out for you? Did you get, you know, a tight end to replace Gronk because you knew Gronk was on borrowed time there? Did Belichick do his job? Uh, Brady didn't look good at all. But remember, we, we would credit and compliment Brady that he does more with less. Well, he had less and didn't do more with less this year. They play in a weak division, and it caught up to them. Yes, he Tommy can't throw the ball and catch You're the right, ball. You're right, Giselle. You're right. So You're right. He can't. Uh, a couple of phone calls, then we'll give you our best and worst of the weekend. Uh, two at Tonga Bailoa coming up at the top of the hour. We'll make his announcement. Yes, Paul. I have a two-part question Ooh. on Tua. Okay. What a should Tua you part? Two-part question. There Thank you, go. you Todd. Um, Nicely done. <laughs> if you were advising him, if you were like an advisor or a friend of the family, what would you, go. Would you advise Tua to do? Go. Leave. Completely. Yes. Yes. You want to come back and no. finish no. up your career because high notes? you got a – You've got a coach who has already moved on from a star quarterback and a decorated quarterback in Jalen Hurts. And Kelly Bryant at Clemson. Clemson moved on when Trevor Lawrence came to town. And you got a five-star recruit coming in. Uh, he was in the Under Armour Bowl game. Uh, you, you've already got a couple of quarterbacks there on the roster. And if I'm Tua and I'm not 100%, I don't want to go back and be less than 100%. I don't want to go back and possibly lose my job because I'm not 100%. If you're a first-rounder, 
and you get it that assurance, then then I would do that. Like Kyler Murray, when we were at the Super Bowl last year, and I would give I had been given a heads up because uh, NFL scout knew we were having Kyler Murray on, and 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 remember he was undecided and he, he didn't want to talk about it. But the NFL scout said, hey, he's he's got an assurance he'll be a top ten pick. He's going to play football. Now at the time I couldn't say it to him, you know, obviously with the way that played out, that interview or lack thereof, but that's what you want. If, if you're Tua and you have a team that will tell you, we will take you, we want you, if you're there, we're going to take you. You know, your agent, you'll have people who will be able to find out where, where you stand. Uh, you know, until you go to a combine or you have a private workout, and he probably would not go to the combine, you'd have a private workout. And that way you can show people that you're healthy. Uh, you know, how's the hip? Is the hip going to be degenerative? Is this something that, you know, is, could happen? It, it, like, could it be reoccurring? Uh, the ankle. Remember Steph Curry with his ankle? And uh, was it going to be reoccurring? And that teams were nervous about him. And even Golden State, were they going to trade him? Uh, so they, th- this is what you need to find out. And this is where when you go to the combine, the biggest thing that you find out is medical. Like, you get to sit down with the player, which I think is really important, but the scouts will tell you, you get medical records, and that's what you want. You want to find out how tall somebody is, uh, you know, what their weight really is, uh, you know, how do they look in person. Uh, And you get an independent doctor who's going to be able to look at you, and you're going to be able to find out what is real. And, you know, for Tua, if I'm, let's say, the Dolphins, that's what I want to know. You're going to love the kid. And the question is, are these injuries going to always be there? Is there that possibility of these of him getting re-injured? But I, there's no way I want to go back to college. I want to get paid if I'm going to play again. Not going back to Alabama. Yeah, Paul. Back in August, we thought Miami was tanking to get Tua, and now they're going to have the fifth pick, and they've got three first-round draft picks, and Tua may slide to them because of the injury and Joe Burrow's emergence. Yeah. Yeah. But – you know, every time we think that we've got the number one quarterback, it hasn't always worked out. Like, we thought Deshaun Watson, Sam Darnold, they were going to be number one picks. I don't think that there's a quarterback that's going to come up and surprise people like Baker Mayfield did, where you go, wait, the Browns are doing what? Joe Burrow's al- he's already been the surprise by what he did this season. And, you know, I started to think about this. When I watched that LSU game against Oklahoma, the amount of talent that LSU has is scary. I don't know if Clemson comes close. LSU has – their defensive backs and wide receivers are unbelievable. Like, there's a big difference. I watch Nevada against Ohio U, and I go, okay, that's like a normal college team. Those are normal human beings. Man, and, and LSU, for how many years did we say, boy, if they ever get a good quarterback, because they never had a really good quarterback. And then you get a really good quarterback with all of those, all of that talent, and now you're seeing what LSU is capable of doing. How many times did you watch an NFL game and you go, oh, God, that, that guy's from LSU. Oh, he's from LSU. Oh, they got a wide receiver from LSU. Oh, the defensive back from LSU. And you're going, how do they not challenge for a national championship every year? Yeah, Paul. The guy who blows me away at the running back for Clemson, Travis Etienne, when he gets the ball – it, 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 he had a screen pass, like a dump pass to him, and I think he went 58 yards for a touchdown. 
he was bottled up. He had five guys around him, and then he's gone. And I ran it back. It's like that didn't that didn't look right. No, humans don't do that. And he's fascinating. But uh, and I LSU's what a touchdown favorite. McLovin, does that sound about right against Clemson? Efforting. Okay, I think they are. It might be seven and a half. Is it a touchdown, Paulie? LSU given five and a half as of right now. Okay. Over under is seventy. Ooh, love it. That's good. That's good. You blow over. Jump on that over. See, they're baiting you to go every. Long. Oh, they are. Let's pull it together. <laughs> I'll, I'll call the guy. No, 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 no. I can't. It's, I'll, it's I'll a gate. It's a gateway bet for me. Then all of a sudden, I've got to sell the show. <laughs> not not the, if we win. Not, we're back in my attic. <laughs> no, no, no. We can't do that. Oh, by the way. Uh, I, I do this as a public service announcement for Mario. Uh, he will get the calendars to you. People are uh, really upset that Mario somehow ruined his Christmas. You know, so these people saying, yeah, Mario ruined my Christmas. I waited for the calendar. We told you a certain date. If we didn't have it by then, that we weren't going to get it out in time. And Mario says he will get all the calendars out as soon as possible by the end of this week. Yes, Seton. I've been going through some of the email, and um, I think that people have to have somewhat realistic expectations when they sent it in because we did get one in particular where this person was like, uh, hey, really disappointed. This was a Christmas gift, and I haven't received it yet. Uh, my tracking says it was delivered to your studio December 23rd, and <laughs> I was really hoping to I'm like, buddy, you got to – yeah." You can't you, – there's no way we could get it back to you if you got it here on the 23rd. We weren't even here anymore. Yeah, and we told you that, okay? <laughs> so we – no good deed goes unpunished, really. And this is all Mario's fault. I know. So I know, I know. Yes, Todd. Maybe they think because he didn't hold on to the ball in those final seconds, <laughs> he's holding on to the packages somehow to make up for it to try to balance things wow. out. Right? I don't know. Reach. Just, <laughs> a reach, but good. But that's, that's something to consider. It landed. Yeah. Yes, Paul. You know what's undercovered? I went back and watched the AUAA playoffs the other day because they were doing some production for next season. And Mario actually had a turnover with 40 seconds left in the game as well and then had the shot. So he – his his first turnover got fixed because there was a turnover on the other team, but then he had the shot. That wait, wait, what's the shot? Oh, the, oh, that shot, the air ball from the corner. Yeah. Makes us forget, though, about the turnover he had 30 seconds early. Yeah. yeah. It's funny, I think Mario was hoping that stayed in 2019. <laughs> no. <laughs> Mario sent me a text yesterday because I said, would you come in and start to unpack some of these calendars? Can you imagine? And he goes, he sent me a picture of all the calendars, and he goes, New Year, same old calendars. <laughs> I go, shut up. <laughs> yeah, shut up. You know? he He's the one that said, uh, yeah, big audience here. When we only got two of them, remember we got two calendars? And I said, okay, well, we'll sign them. And then I said, but it's early, Mario. And then he goes, yeah, only got two. And then all of a sudden. You regretted saying that. Oh, I know. Then it came back. And where it, there was, they were so high, packed up, I couldn't see Mario. And I said, hey, how's, uh, how's the calendar business going? Yeah, I guess you got a few more listeners. Yeah. We'll get the calendars out, okay? We will. When, when we say we, we mean him. Mario will. We have to sign him. All right, uh, Mark Slareth will join us. We'll get his thoughts on uh, what he have called pass interference on the Vikings on that final play. Kurt Warner said he would have. And uh, what's he think of the Dallas Cowboys' new head coach, Mike McCarthy? Talk to Stink coming up. Your phone calls 
and uh, our best and worst of the weekend as well. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Credible is an online marketplace that gets you pre-qualified student loan refinancing rates from up to 10 different lenders. What are some of the benefits of refinancing to a lower rate, you ask? Well, I'll tell you. You can save on interest or lower your monthly payment, sometimes both. You can also consolidate all your student loan bills in one place with a lower term, get debt-free faster. Now, here's why you should see these incredible things that they do. You see actual pre-qualified rates, whereas with some online marketplace, you'll get ranges of rates or ballpark estimates. It only takes a couple of minutes to check the rates. You just fill in some basic info like name and address. Most importantly, checking rates don't impact your credit. They're so compensated the best rates, they'll give you $200 if you close the loan with a better rate elsewhere. They never sell your data, so you won't receive spam and phone calls from dozens of lenders. Visit Credible.com slash Dan. That's C-R-E-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash D-A-N. And when you close the loan via Credible, they'll give you a $200 gift card. Fill in a couple of pieces of info to check what rates you are eligible for. Again, that is Credible.com slash Dan. Refinance now and start saving. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Shane Irving just sent a tweet to two days, and he said, the first question that has to be asked of Mike McCarthy when he's introduced as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, you guys want to guess? What is the first question that Mike McCarthy should be asked as he's introduced as the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys? Seaton? Say, how much are you going to run the damn ball? No. Paulie. I, I, I'm, I know this because I know him. Did Des catch yes. the ball? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, uh, welcome to Dallas. Um, did was that a catch with Des Bryant? Oh, that's so funny. That's great. That is great. Uh, some people are tweeting though uh, about the Cowboys, and uh, it's one of the more polite firings that I I can remember, but I don't know. They could have just let his contract expire in what a week, but uh, so they they fire they fire him. And well, Jerry Jones said that he would be coaching in the NFL somewhere next year, and we'll find out if Jason Garrett's going to be in demand there. Uh, Fritzy, best and worst of the weekend. My best of the weekend was the Patriots losing at home. Derek Henry and the Titans, specifically watching Bill Belichick meltdown. Now, why do you hate the Patriots? I hate the Patriots because they did a number on the Broncos a number of times in the, over the years, and uh, I'm just kind of sick of the Patriots. Yeah, but you got you got to hate a lot of teams then. Oh, that's not necessary. <laughs> but specifically watching Bill Belichick meltdown as Tennessee ate two minutes off the fourth quarter clock before they punted from five and a half minutes down to three and a half minutes. And that was pretty losing good. Losing it was great. That was good. And my worst was the pass interference no call, once again doing in the Saints in the playoffs. That was definitely P.I. on Kyle Rudolph. All right. Uh, McLevin. Uh, best is this new show I watch called The Witcher on Netflix with Henry Cavill, who plays Superman. It's the hot Netflix show, and it's a lot of heat out there in medieval times. A lot of shirtless Henry Cavill. Yeah, I don't need another medieval times. It's like Game of Thrones. No, exactly. It's a, it's a new Game of Thrones. You're no, not interested? No, okay, no. and my worst is going to be Philadelphia sports in general. A, Jadavion Clowney, dirty hit. Then the Sixers lose four in a row. Brett Brown 
Rumor starting that he better start winning some games. So uh, see, see no Connor, best and worst. Uh, my best of the weekend was if you saw the post-game handshake with uh, Russell Wilson, he went over and was checking on uh, Carson Wentz in that moment, which is pretty nice. Yep. Hey, Coach, how's Carson doing? Are you all right? Yep. It just sort of reinforced what you already knew, and it kind of gets like a, a bum rap for it sometimes that he's just a super nice guy. But he really is. Yeah. Russell Wilson's just a super nice guy. Yeah. And I don't know. I just thought that display of sportsmanship was just really nice. It was really moving. For some There's got to be somewhere we can make fun of it and take it down. I know. Does that make up for KJ Wright throwing guys left and right and Jadavion Clowney's dirty hits? Whoa! Oh, so they actually put Russell Wilson out front to take away from all the dirty stuff yeah, that, that they're doing. Is. But they're like, what do you mean Russell's such a nice guy? They've been doing that for nine years. Of course that's their system. Do you have a worst to the weekend, Stephen? My worst is Bill Polian uh, sn- snubbing Lamar Jackson wow. from his all-pro list. Like, dude, what? A- Just admit you were wrong. Well, he has admitted that he's wrong, but he they voted for Russell Wilson as the quarterback, and not Lamar Jackson. Which, I love Russ, but Lamar Jackson is your first-team all-pro quarterback. Paulie, best and worst. I got a couple. Uh, Justin Jefferson, the LSU wide receiver, 14 catches, 227 yards, and four touchdowns against Oklahoma. The other player, even though it was a loss, J.K. Dobbins, the Ohio State running back, I think he tweaked his ankle pretty early in the game, and he tweaked it about three more times. He never. He rarely came out of the game. He had 18 carries, 174 for Ohio State. Very tough kid. Yeah, and he's decided that he's going to go pro. Uh, and we're still waiting to hear in a half hour from now with uh, Tua Tonga-Vailo if he's going to stay at Alabama. Chris Harrison, the uh, host of The Bachelor, just tweeted the show, uh, hey, get ready for a dramatic ride tonight, I guess, uh, Bachelor Nation. Uh, Bachelor starts again tonight. Uh, duh, Peter, the pilot. Are you kidding me? I didn't know that it ever ended. Does it? Does, <laughs> does the Bachelor end? Yes. These, seem, these shows never seem to end. No, they're just endlessly running. Yeah. Okay. So who's gonna pretend they didn't watch tomorrow morning? I'll openly say I'm watching tonight. Who's gonna come in here and know all the details and then say I didn't watch it? Uh, I have no interest in it. No interest. Yes, I can honestly say I've never seen a single episode. I did a long time ago when the Colorado football player was on, and then we had him on. He was a firefighter. Ryan something. Yeah. And and we had him. Oh, that, that, oh, that that's was Ryan. Too, that was too quick. <laughs> Paulie, that I was, was, uh, I was booking him. That was way too quick, though. Oh, yeah, that was Ryan. I thought I did a decent pause there, no? I thought it was going to be more like, oh, that was Ryan. My bad. Steamy. <laughs> uh, okay. Stussy. But it, I had it. An embarrassing moment because we had had this guy on a couple of times, a former football player, maybe a punter or something, and uh, we had gotten word that it came down to him and some other dude who kind of reminded me of Ryan Lochte. And I, I said to Ryan that, you know, he didn't get picked. And uh, I said, hey, you know what? Good for you because she seemed like she was uh, high maintenance or something. <laughs> he ended up marrying her. Yeah, that. That, that uh, was not a good not a good moment there. Yes, McGlynn. Is Jesse Palmer still with the woman he met on his season of the No, Bachelor? no. <laughs> <laughs> Career's going well, though. Yeah. I met his girlfriend. I don't know if it's his fiance, but uh, I met his girlfriend. They shouldn't like guys like Jesse Palmer on The Bachelor. He does not need The Bachelor to meet yes. women. He needs, like, he needs a monastery to get women off him. <laughs> Why don't you have guys who just look like us? Right. I know they want eye candy, but those guys don't need help. Like Paul Giamatti should be on the bed. 
Poor Paul Giamatti. No Anytime, yeah, but the fence taken. I'm taking it for him. Patton Oswalt should be on The Bachelor. He's a he's a nice guy, very talented. Yeah, but they should they should put a guy on there that needs help, not somebody who doesn't need help. Mark Schlereth, speaking of a guy who doesn't need help, yeah. Fox NFL analyst, he won three Super Bowls. And Mark, if you were single, would you have done The Bachelor? Uh, no, I don't. I don't need help. I don't need to be on The Bachelor. Who are you kidding me? Have you seen me, Dan? I am handsome. No, I, I, I don't know. I don't think I would. I don't think I would have done the. No. Okay. No, thanks. All right. Well, I, yeah, no. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Mark. Okay, great. All right. See you around sometime. Um, hey, uh, what do you think of the Cowboys hiring Mike McCarthy? I, you know, I think Mike McCarthy's a great coach. I mean, I, the way I feel about the Cowboys, Cowboys will never have any success because of the way they're structured organizationally. You know, we used to say this all the time. If you have a back staircase to the owner's office uh, to complain about the head coach, well, then you're never going to have any success because it's one thing to appoint a guy a coach. It's another thing to empower a guy a coach. And, you know, you, you haven't even released Jason Garrett yet for whatever reason. You haven't released him. And you had interviews with McCarthy, and then you had an interview with uh, Marvin Lewis. And, oh, by the way, like, th- then the report comes out this morning that McCarthy spent the night at Jerry's house on, <laughs> on Saturday night. I just have this vision of him going back to the hotel Saturday morning about 10 o'clock like the walk of shame, right? He's got his underpants in his hands, <laughs> shoeless, in socks. Like, 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 what the hell is going on there? He stayed the night? Uh, I don't know. It's just that, it's just, I think the way they're structured, Dan, just will lend it. It never lends itself to that organization being, being a, a Super Bowl contender. I just don't. Yeah, I wonder about that, that, that it, it felt like, they just fired Jason Garrett, but they were interviewing everybody. And did they interview everybody they needed to? I, I'm I'm curious if Lincoln Riley got a call or Urban Meyer, or they they chose to stay away from uh, the college ranks. There, it feels like the NFL is more like college. So why not have a college coach unless unless they want to have offensive coordinators? But I I, I don't know why why this aversion. I you know again I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. Why? Um, I think that obviously, like you said, it has gone a lot more to kind of collegiate style, if you will. Um, there's a lot of that that goes in there. Um, I just don't know if, if that you want kind of a quote-unquote adult, somebody that the guys already respect, somebody that has some success. And I think the other thing that you always look at, Dan, in, in the league is look at all the coaches that were failures, quote-unquote failures, the first time around in the NFL because they just weren't ready for all the things that is that the, the all-encompassing all-encompassing aspect of being a head coach in the NFL. So, you know, you can look at Mike Shanahan's failure with the Oakland Raiders when he first got into being a head coach. And then you can look at, you know, I mean, Bill Belichick, they always talk about the Cleveland days. You know, you can look throughout the history of this league and see a lot of guys on their first run that didn't have a ton of success they got it right the second time. So I just think there's that learning curve that all the, the owners kind of understand. And the other thing, it's so cyclical, right? At one minute, if you're not, you know, if you didn't brush up against McVeigh and get some of this ode of McVeigh on you, then you're not going to be able to coach in this league, you know? So, I mean, you know how owners are. Like, young, for the most part, young, like, young guys who, 
who brushed up against McVeigh, you know, they're, they're in their 30s or whatever. That's like Viagra to 80-year-old owners. You know, they can't help but want to hire that guy, anybody on the offensive side of the ball. So I just think it's always one of those things that changes. But I do think there's a, a learning curve in this league for first-time head coaches. And usually history would tell you they kind of failed their first go-around, and it's their second go-around where they have a lot of success. So uh, I think that's probably one of the reasons Jerry wanted to go with a guy who was a former head coach. Where is Tom Brady playing next year? Listen, I don't think it'll be New England. I think he'll play. I think mm. it's, you know it's it's amazing to me because we have we create these narratives like we cannot wait to write the obit of a guy who hasn't died yet, right? And Tom Brady has still got like throwing the ball. He throws the ball as well now at forty-two that he did at at, at thirty. So I don't see I don't see you know diminishing skill set. I don't see him dropping off the table. Um, if I was a gambling man, I would say it's the Los Angeles Chargers. I, I don't think Philip Rivers will be back there. I think Tom Brady you know wants to go back that way, go back west. Um, and I think they have a, a pretty talented football team, both defensively and offensively. So that that's the place that I think that uh, makes the most sense to me right off the top. All right, the team that has the best chance of pulling off the upset this next weekend is who? Wow. Um, I think that I think the way you watched Minnesota, what the Minnesota Vikings did, the way they're constructed, they're very much constructed the same as the 49ers are. Same offense. Remember, when Kyle Shanahan was a kid, he was a ball boy here in Denver during my time here in Denver when Mike Shanahan was the head coach and Gary Kubiak was the offensive coordinator. So these two are, are built very similarly. You look at last year, the Minnesota Vikings had like 68% of the time they were there in 11 personnel. They were the number one team as far as the limited times they were in 11 personnel, three wide receiver sets. So they're built the same way, fullback, multiple tight end sets. That's what they want to do. So they're kind of mirror images of one another. Um, Zimmer is an incredible defensive-minded coach. And you look at what they did going on the road in New Orleans against the Saints and how they limited Drew Brees in that offense and how they limited, um, you know, that, that just juggernaut that, that was the Saints over the course of the year. I think that's impressive, the way they ran the ball and, and then Kirk Cousins, you know, finally kind of squelching all the, all the noise about – him not being able to perform in the big moments. I, I think the, the Vikings have something special going on right now. I could see them going into San Francisco and winning a game. Mark, good to talk to you as always. We appreciate your time. Always a pleasure, my friend. Thank good you, to talk to you as well. That's uh, Mark Slarin, Fox NFL analyst, and uh, won three Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos. Uh, Seattle played Philadelphia, obviously, yesterday and won 17-9. That's the same exact score the last time they met in Philly in week 12. That's actually happened two other times in NFL history. A team beat the same opponent by the same score in both the regular season and the postseason. All three games involved the Philadelphia Eagles. Pretty amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Had to kind of beg for that. What? Yeah, 1947, 2006, and then uh, 2019. Uh, Same exact score during the regular season, postseason, when uh, two teams met. Jeff in Detroit joins us 
Hey, Jeff. Happy New Year. How are you, bud? Hey. Welcome back, fellas. I'm glad that you guys are back on the scene. Uh, best and worst of the weekend or the break. Uh, my best is going to be DJ Metcalf on on Sunday, being a grown man out there on the field. I took your advice and got me a transplant team. Guess what? We won. I'm flying the colors and everything. Russell Wilson, friend of the show. I'm right there with you. So you're done with the Lions? Yes, I'm done. Well, you know, until they start passing out that blue Kool-Aid next year and tell us they're going to that and the other. You know how it goes. I'm I'm a Detroiter at heart, but uh, this Seattle thing is not too bad watching your team win. Um, (laughs) My second best is going to be – Vince Carter, first person to play in four different decades yep. in the NBA. I mean, that that is really something. Yep. He's been around a long time, and uh, he's still balling. Yep. My worst is going to be, man, it was so bad around these parts. I had to pull out old uh, DP show uh, on, the, on the YouTube and watch McLovin's Against the Grain with the Little Helmet. <laughs> oh, that was funny. And Seaton not being able to stop laughing. Yes, it got that bad around these parts. But other than that, had a good Christmas. Welcome back, boys. It's on and popping 2020. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Always good to hear from Jeff. Driving his uh, his Uber. What would it cost to get a ride from Detroit up to the man cave? <laughs> you got to Uber it? Hold on a second. Yeah, to Uber it. Can you, can you? We should ask Jeff what he would charge to, to drive somebody from Detroit up to New York, let's say. Like, if Matt Stafford wanted to come in studio here and, and he wanted to take an Uber and Jeff said, I'll drive you. Like, instead of a private jet, you want to take a Nissan Sentra? How, what's the longest you've ever taken an, an Uber for? Like, if you, you had it where it's a couple of hours? Because I, I usually just do short trips to New York City or, you know, not even to the airport. McLevin, have you? Well, I've done... Uh, when we go to the Pebble Beach tournament, I've Ubered from the San Francisco airport. It was an hour. Oh, okay. It didn't kill you, though. It wasn't that bad. Like, New York is way more expensive. But uh, that's that's it for me. Seton, you got a price from uh, Detroit to New York City? It's, it's making me hit confirm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. Hold on a second. I'm still working on it. Okay, we'll take a break here. We'll come back. More phone calls coming up. Got a couple of movie reviews as well before we close out the show. Reggie Miller back on the program tomorrow. We're back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife, drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing, you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? If you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up, this is a way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. 
And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Go to rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. A family business founded by automotive engineers in 1999. Two goals in mind. First, to give you direct access to all the parts information hidden in the computers and catalogs behind the parts store counter. And make those parts affordable by offering reliably low prices. At rockauto.com, choose the part brands, prices, features you want anytime, 24-7. Rockauto.com has a lot of the parts you've probably been told. Dealer only or no longer available. You don't waste time and money hunting for the parts, phoning, driving, waiting in lines. Go to rockauto.com. Make sure you tell them we sent you all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right. Who has got his presser coming up here in about 15 minutes? Nick Saban's going to be there. Does that mean he's going to stay or not going to stay? Would it be harder to say you're leaving with Nick Saban standing right there next to you? Yes, Todd. I feel he'd be more likely to stay because they've been making a point of saying that it's a joint press conference with him and Coach Saban. And to, to me, that makes me feel like that he's got something positive to say about uh, his future. Who thinks Lisa. he's staying? Wait, Todd, you just gave me... I, I'm, what I'm saying is I could see where people would think that. I didn't say for me personally. But, uh, yeah, I'll go out on a limb and say... Well, I don't care what other people may be thinking. I I think that Nick Saban being there and then making it a point that he's going to be there, that he'll stick around for the year. I like that you changed your New Year's resolution, that you're going to be noncommittal in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of strange that they keep saying a joint press conference with Nick Saban and Tua. McLovin? I think he's, he goes pro. But do you remember when Pete Carroll came out and said Mark Sanchez was making a mistake? Oh, I know. <laughs> Maybe Saban does that. Uh, movie reviews. I watched the David Crosby documentary, Crosby, Stills, Nash. I highly recommend it. Uh, David Crosby has messed up a lot of relationships in his time. And he acknowledges <laughs> this. He was not a good friend, not a good person. And the fact that, you know, Neil Young... You know, they're not, they don't talk. These guys don't talk at all. Uh, Stephen Stills, uh, Graham Nash, uh, they, they have nothing to do with David Crosby. But it, it's really well done. Cameron Crowe is the one who uh, produced it and directed it. Uh, so I, I highly recommend, it, uh, recommend that. Seaton, you got a movie review for me? I saw uh, Knives Out okay. in the theater. That was good. Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. Yeah, nothing too heavy, but just sort of like a fun uh, old timey whodunit murder yeah. mystery kind of thing. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I liked it. I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh oh. Uh, I tried to watch. I'd finished uh, The Irishman. Well, wait, 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 wait. Once Upon a Time. Yeah. Oh. Casual. Okay. I don't know. I might be. I might be being too hard on movies this currently, but they're just not that good. Yeah, it feels like the good stuff is TV, you know, on like, Netflix and those things. Out of just a galaxy of crappy movies where there's those ones the best, yeah, but it doesn't mean that they're good movies. Is that, you know what I mean? is that the official tagline for Star Wars? Yeah. Out of a galaxy of crappy movies. This we bring you another one. Is going That's going to make a billion dollars. It's going to make a billion dollars, and people are, all it's gotten is negative reviews. Yes, McLovin. 
I was telling Seen in the break, I saw Star Wars. It was basically a marriage story in space. It was uh, Adam Driver's range, a lack of range, was fully evident in this. And I'm sorry, but the movie didn't work in so many different ways. Yes. By the way, Brad Pitt won an award for something yesterday at the Golden Globes. And when he's up there, he's thanking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and other people. And he's thanking Leonardo DiCaprio. He goes, by the way, I would have given you room on the raft. It's mm. a good line. He didn't thank his family, though. No? Brad didn't thank his kids. Peter will make it a big deal about that. He's single now. Yeah. But. The kids have nothing to do with you winning that award. Yeah, what'd they do for him? <laughs> yeah, they didn't. <laughs> they handle makeup and wardrobe. Those kids should just be thanking him. Yes, McLovin. <laughs> I also finished The Mandalorian. Did anyone try that show out on uh, Disney Plus? I did not see that. Mandalorian. You know that I wouldn't watch any of that stuff. You randomly pick something. No, no, I, I, I jumped in on Brooklyn Nine Nine and Schitt's Creek. Oh, so I I went back because this is the final season. I said I'm going to give this another chance. And great, yeah, it's great. A lot of funny stuff there. Uh, best and worst of the weekend, Todd. I thought I did give you my best and worst. Of oh, the you did. Oh, uh, what Memorable. what we learned? But I did see Brian Banks oh, on the what we learned and the Good Boys. <laughs> Oh, what we learned! Oh, the good the good boys wasn't good. I thought that was cute. No, I wanted it to be. Brian Banks was excellent. I heard that that was okay, but uh, good boys, I I didn't think was good. Uh, What did you learn, Tom? That you've been listening to a good deal of Post Malone and Lizzo lately, watching Brooklyn Nine Nine and reread the firm. Yes, Uh, uh, McLovin. We think Patton Oswalt should be the Bachelor at some point, or a Patton Oswalt type. Sure. Yeah. Seton O'Connor. Mark Schlereth doesn't need any help. You seen him? Handsome. I know. Paulie. You're big in the Belize grocery store community. Yeah, I am. When it comes to Sandler movies, I had no idea that I did sports, but they knew I was in Sandler. Shout out to Darwin. Yeah, Darwin in Belize, yeah, Darwin. in San Pedro. Uh, Fritzy, what did I learn today? When it comes to Tom Brady's future, all of a sudden Bill Belichick rather talk about losing to the Titans <laughs> than looking ahead. What we learned brought to you by Legal Zoom, and you start out uh, 2020 on a good note with Legal Zoom. Go to LegalZoom.com today under the promo code Patrick. In the box of checkout, special savings. Need to make it legal, make it LegalZoom.com. Great to be back. We'll do it again tomorrow. Dan Patrick Show. There are things that should not be. Copycat killers. They exist. Those who are compelled to turn bloody fiction into a real-life horror story. He's inspired by the Joker. They do it because the acts give them power and control. The life is to kill. Life imitates art. And unfortunately, so does death. Reels and Podcast One, who brought you Murder Made Me Famous, comes the next great true crime podcast, Copycat Killers. Join host Dr. J. Buzz Von Ornsteiner as he analyzes true crimes based on Hollywood hits. New episodes every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.